today on The Breakdown. Sometimes it's just a cooler, right? You get all your money in. There's nothing you can do. It's one of those. You got the second nuts. The guy's got the nuts. It's even hard for him to have it. Whatever. You get it all in. The great players, though, seem to be able to have extra lives and can sometimes escape coolers in ways that seem almost unfathomable to the, uh, to the normal human mind. And we have an example of that today on this breakdown show where Oscar Ng and Justin Young play a, well, a reasonably big cash game hand. It's a 200-400 game. It's big. It's from Poker Go. But it could have been so much bigger, and we are here to talk about why it wasn't, and we're going to do that right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. So Oscar, the legendary Oscar. Yeah, he's back. So this is only the second hand I've ever seen Oscar play. I did not watch the entire Live at the Bike episode that we did a breakdown of Oscar before, and I did not watch the entire Poker After Dark of this Oscar situation. I've seen just the two hands that we've done breakdowns on, but based on these two hands, this guy's the best player in the world. This uh, guy's incredible. Okay. I've also only seen these two hands and uh, they are both really something else. The first hand at the time we said when we did the podcast, I said, I think this is my favorite hand of the year so far. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's it, to me. It's more, it's better than the ace queen versus aces hand from right. the uh, poker stars players championship or whatever. Um, I think that is still my favorite hand. This hand is pretty damn cool too. And it's Oscar just, I don't know. I'm wondering, is he just, I don't think he is just lucky and like happens to be getting it right on these two examples. We're going to, we're going to probably, if he keeps doing these kinds of things, we're going to see more and more of it. And we're going to know that he's just the freaking man. Yeah. I mean, if, if you guys don't know what the other hand was, um, it was called something along the lines of, can this inducing strategy pro- possibly work long term? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. It's a podcast only hand. It's from, uh, I think mid February. So it's it's a great hand. So if you want to go find that, you should definitely listen to it if you haven't, because it's a good question. The title of the thing, because Oscar does some crazy stuff with inducing that is not. He doesn't have a hand you're supposed to be inducing with, and I, it's really interesting and really crazy. And like based on that one hand, it's like, well, Oscar maybe is just kind of a weird player who ended up looking like a genius in this hand against a particular opponent yeah. who's like got three high and decides to like, you know, maybe it could have just been that right yeah. now we have Oscar against uh, an accomplished opponent, Justin Young in this hand doing impressive things yeah. once again. And I wonder if we're going to start seeing a bunch of trickles in of Oscar, like making huge mistakes because he's making these, these plays that he thinks are like above the rim that are not GTO plays at all. I mean, and it's going to end up hurting him long-term or if he's really that good, we should see him making huge mistakes, even if he's the best player in the world. Yeah. Because the kinds of decisions he's making are so off the board, you know, they're like way, way, way off the general types of groups of decisions that like we're even considering as poker players. I would say like, the, the strategy he took in the previous hand, the inducing strategy, not one I would have really ever thought to do in my life, the, he, the way he sized. He made it like $14,000 pre-flop bet, $400 on the flop bet, $2,200 on the turn bet, $1,100 on the river. Yeah. Called raises on turn and river with ace high and then a pair of queens on the river, like on a scary board. Yeah. Like it's now it's possible he just knew his opponent that well, which is what I thought it was. It's possible there's more to it than that. But either way, 
there's times when this just isn't going to work. Like we see how Tom Dwan makes some incredible plays both ways, right? Yeah. Like sometimes he called in the Granu with like he called with nine, nine high, yeah, nine, nine high, high just yeah. really wrong, yeah. you know. And you're going to be wrong, wrong sometimes. Yeah. So the question is: Is Oscar going to be the guy who's wrong a lot? And we ha- and we've just seen a few like highlights. Are there people going to take advantage of this and start to realize the kinds of plays he's making, or is he just? going to sort of blow everyone away. This is the second time we've seen him bought in super deep to a cash game. He's in this 200, 400 game with a 400 big blind. Annie. he's bought in for 436 K currently at the time of this wow. hand. So over a thousand blinds. Yeah, the hell it's 1100 blinds. Yeah, no one does that. And it was something like that in live at the bike. Also, yeah, that 100, 200 game. He had something like 250 K. Yeah, something like that. Um, so I think he's a pro. I'm guessing based on based on the quality of his Feels play like it. that he's probably a pro that we just have. Maybe he was playing in Macau, not on televised games for a while. And, and now he's here or he like rose up the ranks real quick or in America. I don't really know where he came from, but we're just now starting to see him. Yeah. Um, and I hope to see some more. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. And so is Sam Falk, who somehow is the only person who suggested this hand, maybe because it's on poker go and there's, you know, kind of a barrier to entry there. You got to pay 10 bucks a month and stuff which, you know, it's free to listen to poker guy stuff. Isn't it that amazing? Sure is. And we have poker time, which is free to watch on YouTube. Everything is breakdown. Everything's free. But at some point, pretty soon, we're going to have an actual thing which costs money. Yeah. You can, well, we do have actual things that cost money, okay. such as, you know, T-shirts that nobody buys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, we should probably, you know, promote those more frequently. We should mention them a little bit. We actually have Sweet Poker, poker Guys merch. Check it out. Yeah, we'll probably put a link in the description, but who there, knows? And all the, YouTube, all the new YouTube stuff, there's always a link now in the description. Okay, yeah, so check out stuff, a recent so. YouTube stuff to find link to our cool Poker Guys merch. Sure, that's going to work well. Um, but we also have a book coming out at some point. We don't know when yet. We don't yeah. know if it's going to be May. It might be end of the year. We're still not sure about timeline of this. Yeah, we're, we're trying to push it out before the series, but we're not sure it's going to happen. Yeah, we're not going to rush it. If it's yeah. not ready, it's not ready. Like we're, we're still looking at covers. We have to do another draft of it. There's some stuff to do. Yeah. So it's like, and, and as we're recording this, it's late March. So having it out in May, that may be a little optimistic. And yeah. so I think that if we don't get it out before the series, I think we're going to wait till the series is over to really consider. I don't think we're going to release it during the series. That seems like a bad idea. No, probably not. Cause we're going to be fighting for air with all the other stuff that's going on. So then it's probably going to be more like August. Yeah. You know, but get excited about that anyway. Yeah, we're really excited about this book. We think it's a good book. We think it's we a really new type of poker book, and it's more fun than you've ever had in your life to read it. We think it's going to... If you like the, po- the breakdown, which, gosh darn it, you probably do, you're going to like this book. That I can tell you. But we'll have lots of time to talk about the book. Let's not get into that. Anyway, get into Sam, our, Sam Falk. Sam Falk. Good, good job, job, Sam. Yeah, he suggested it on Twitter. Of course, we are the poker guys on Twitter. When you suggest, please include a YouTube link or, I guess, a Poker Go link and a timestamp. Yeah. Sounds good, right? It sounds great. Okay, 200-400 with a 400 big blind Annie. Let's do it. We've got a lot of luminaries in the yeah. game. We've got Daniel Legrand who complaining about the World Series of Poker Player of the Year structure and yep. that he has to play the Colossus to have a chance for Player of the Year. Um, but that's not really part of anything. It's just me ranting about Daniel Legrand. Sure. Um, yeah, that guy, he's taking a PR hit, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're really going to do this, are we? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, um, Daniel Negreanu has gone from like curating like like a bi- the likability index on Daniel, which used to be like out of, if we're doing zero to ten, ten is like as likable as it gets. Yeah, like the Tom your Tom Hanks. Yeah, basically, Daniel Negreanu was like a solid like nine point eight at one point. Right you know, on the likability index, he is not anywhere close to that anymore. Um, where do you think he is? I don't know in the poker community yeah. that is like the intense poker community or the more casual poker community. Let's I think the casual poker community still sees him in like yeah. 2006 terms. 
I don't know if they see him as high as he used to be because he does not doing. He's not on TV as much doing likable things. That's true. But he's probably among the more casual viewers, something like a um, like an eight and a half or yeah. something. But uh, let's say against the, the, the more hardcore poker community, who's aware of all the stuff. More rake is better. They've seen the old videos, you know, of like the stuff that at the time I guess we thought was funny, but now we and see it's, like, it's pretty racist, <laughs> and we hold, and we hold them accountable for that, which is maybe unfair. Yeah, but it's era thing. I think but... I think it's probably unfair. Um, to hold him accountable now when no one held him accountable then. And he was yeah. just as public. It, was, it wasn't like he was hiding it. He was doing public right. things then. Um, but still, um, and then just sort of his general demeanor, even, I would say overall, is he like a five? five yeah, and a it half, seems like that's probably, that's probably a nice average for yeah. the poker community because if you talk to like the Doug Polk faithful who are like super oh. into Doug Polk videos, yeah. watch everyone immediately when it comes out, they're probably got him at about a one, yeah. you know, cause Doug Polk is the most anti Negreanu guy in the world. Pretty much. Um, so, but then there's like people like us who are like, I still kind of like him a little bit in ways, sure. but like, I, I don't like the more rake is better thing. I agree with Doug Polk on that. I think he's taken a bit too much of a company line with poker stars. And I think he's gotten a little bit entitled in, as he's gotten older. And I, I can understand that it's kind of like LeBron James and the decision when everybody's telling you you're the greatest thing that ever happened since you're 16 years old, you're going to have a little bit of an ego. And sure, that's probably what's happening to Negrano at this point, which is understandable. I mean, it goes beyond that a little bit, but yeah, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. It's just, I mean, this is, I guess, a normal thing, right? Like you either die the hero, you live long enough to become the villain. And yeah. he's like live, he's living himself out of hero dumb a little bit now. Right. Yeah. Cause like he, you do enough, you, you do enough things, you say enough stuff. I mean, he's on camera all the time saying things. Eventually you're going to say something kind of dumb and he blew it a little bit with some of the poker star stuff. I'm sure he knows that, but doesn't want to walk it back because he's still getting paid by poker stars. They're sure they're paying him a huge amount of money and he's willing to take the PR hit and that's fine. He's allowed to do that. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was a clear mistake. I think maybe we're being too harsh on him. I, I know. I know I we brought are. it up and I think, I think Doug Polk did a great job of kind of tinting everybody's viewpoint on Daniel Negreanu. I think Doug Polk is a huge factor in this. Um, I think he is a big part of it, but Negreanu did say more rake is better. He did. He did say other things like, I believe he said, fuck the pros. Um, meaning like the professional players on poker stars. Like it's about not, it's about the other players. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's not super cool. No, like I understand why the hardcore community is not into that. And he didn't say it as a joke. No, um, it didn't come off as a joke anyway. I don't, I guess I don't know what it's in his heart. Um, and he's never walked those things back. So, you know, I can see why that's problematic for people and, and why that's going to be unlikable. And sure, Doug Polk pointed this out and has continued to point it out. But like, you know, I feel like you are allowed to, like if Daniel's going to be this public about everything and, and take advantage and get so many um, rewards from being in this public spotlight the way he has been forever, you know, you're going to take, you should take hits too for the things you do, especially that you don't apologize yeah. for. No, I agree. I think it's a... Uh... It's the mud, the waters are muddied for sure. Yeah, it's really weird because I he was absolutely like the most likable guy in poker for me. All anyway. right, maybe this is a mistake, but I'm going to ask the audience for something. Oh God, I'm going to ask them just to tweet at us. Oh God, how their opinion of Daniel Negreanu has changed over the years. Is I'm this curious. Really a good idea. I'm curious. All right, I'm just curious. Okay. Yeah, if you want to tweet at us how your opinion of Negreanu has changed over the years, just to see like all our future opportunities commentating just going down the toilet but we're not we're not about that life man apparently not apparently <laughs> now we're not about that life i was about that life up until four seconds ago yeah but, but i'm real bro yeah all right anyway let's get to the hand okay sam falk good job 200 400 400 big blind andy <laughs> just tanked our careers all right justin young <laughs> oh god it's fine you're no gonna buy the book oh come on they're gonna love the book 
Think just, Daniel will write a little blurb for us. Before, yeah, if we I, can get it to him before this. Ca- I, he won't hear out. anything about this. He doesn't <laughs> go care. ahead. Justin Young, who has over five million in tournament earnings, he's a you know a yeah. pro, good player. Yeah, he won a WPT in 2016. Plays in these games, these high stakes games. He's got 115k in front of him, so he's got a decent amount of blinds too. I mean, not Oscar level, but like almost 300 blinds. It's pretty good. Raises to 1200 from the small blind with seven of clubs, six of spades. Seems like a limping hand. A lot of the time, I would guess he's just not limping from the small blind. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, give me the money, baby. Give me the money or get the hell out of the way, baby. That seems like once you see Justin Young and his demeanor, he's definitely the type of guy who would say that. <laughs> there's also, um, you know, there's the $400 uh, ante that's in there, too. So there's yeah. a thousand bucks in pre. It seems already. like you would want to raise more small to big then if you want to, you know, have a shot at that. Did, how much did he make it? 12? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Maybe Oscar's folding a fair amount of hands. Maybe he's maybe. seen that. Or maybe I don't know how I don't know where they are in the session. Maybe it's early and he's sort of feeling it out. It doesn't feel like Oscar would be the guy to be folding a fair amount of hands if he has, you know, so over a thousand blinds. I agree. That's probably not the strategy he's coming I in agree. with. Maybe Justin is aware that if he doesn't raise, Oscar's going to. And so by raising, he gets to keep it a little smaller. He doesn't Oscar's gonna maybe make it sixteen hundred. So he gets to get in for twelve hundred and he gets to take the initiative. With that's, seven that's six a, off, you could just fold too. You could just fold. That's true. But I mean, you know, you're on TV. It seems like too good of a hand to fold, I guess. Yeah. If you, I mean, completing and then calling like another twelve hundred dollars doesn't feel right. But making it twelve hundred dollars feels better anyway. Like of those choices, at least. I think I I think it should be a little bigger. I think it should be like fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred. But you know, Oscar's probably calling that too because he has so much money in front of him with with a huge amount of hands, almost all the hands. Yeah. Probably. Um, Oscar has a hand, by the way, that he could three bet. He has ace of hearts, deuce of diamonds. Yeah. It's small to big. He could definitely three bet this, especially with the dead ante in there. But he just calls. Right. So well, Justin is also pretty deep. Justin also has what? 200 and almost 300 blinds. 300 blinds. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like this is a pretty good three bet candidate, but I guess maybe Oscar doesn't have too many three bets in this scenario. Yeah. When they're this deep, maybe he's trying to win big pots instead of uh you know, bluff catch and win big pots, you know, instead of uh, trying to win like smaller pots ahead, you know, pre-flop. Yeah. Which is both, both are reasonable, but when you're this, this deep, it's not crazy to be like, eh, who cares about winning the, the whatever, $2,000 that's in there. I mean, sure, I care, but really what I want to do is I want to win like a $50,000 from this guy. And the, the way to do that is to call more often than to re-raise. And then min bet four times. <laughs> and let him raise and don't fold. That's the move, right? Anyway, that's not going to happen. That's not that's not going to happen. Anyway, Oscar calls. The pot is now $2,800. Yeah. The flop is king of clubs, four of diamonds, five of spades. So this is, you know, trouble could be on the horizon for Oscar here when he's got the gut shot versus the open ender. The open ender would make the bigger straight. Yeah, if a three comes in. If a three comes. But in general, it's not going to be a huge problem. Two diamonds on the board? One diamond. One diamond on the board. King of clubs, four diamonds, five of spades. Yeah, so rainbow. So, okay, so there's four There's four death outs, and that's it. Yeah, and okay. Young is obviously thrilled with his flop. Yeah. Got the open ender. He's going to bet. Sure. He's going to bet 1,500. Right. Against a player who's going to bet a lot if you check, would you prefer a check raise as Young? That's an interesting question. Uh... Would we prefer a check raise? A check raise doesn't suck. Um, I am always concerned, though, that A, when we check, it gets checked back. And then we just, instead of looking really strong, we look weak, even though we don't mean to. 
you know, that's not super great. Yeah. Um, also, we can get ourselves blown off the pot and get our, you know, like if we bet and get raised, we can call or three bet. But if we check raise and get three bet, we can't call, which yeah. sort of sucks. But that said, we should be check raising sometimes with this hand for yeah. sure, right? Because we, we have to have some check raises and all our check raises can't be strong value. And this is a good candidate as like our best draw. Sometimes we should check raise our best draw. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, it might be a bit higher risk, but also a bit higher EV in general. Depends on how yeah. many shots Oscar takes. Like does Oscar take a shot with 9-10 here or not? I guess is the question. We don't know. Obviously, we've only seen two hands that Oscar's played. If I were Oscar, I would probably take a shot if it was checked to me. Yeah. I think I would just bet kind of automatically and blind versus blind. And he decides to check. That's play. quite an argument for a check race right there. Uh, it is. It is. That's true. That's true. Instead, Justin decides to bet, which of course is fine as well. Yeah. Got the open enders. Bet's 1500. He might even three bet if he's raised. Most likely not. Probably not, but maybe 300 blinds deep. You know, you just gotta be a little careful with all this stuff. You feel as a player, I think you feel like, yeah, I don't want to lose a huge pot. Yes, I can make the nuts, but I only have eight outs. Right. <laughs> so Oscar has a hand that's a candidate to check race. He's got the or gut just, shot. Just to raise. He's in position. Yeah, yeah. Just raise. Excuse me. Um, he does have the gut shot with his ace deuce on the king four five rainbow board. Do you think there's a reason for Oscar to consider raising? I mean, there's always a reason, but I think he shouldn't raise with this hand in this spot. Um, so I don't think the reasons are great. Uh, the reason to raise is you're going to win a lot right now, which is pretty yeah. sweet. It's just going to work a huge amount of the time. Like if Justin doesn't have what the hand he has or a pair, he's mostly going to fold. Like it's just hard to call with almost anything. So that's a good reason to raise. Um, at the same point, we're repping very thin when we do that. Or, you know, as we've talked about many, I mean, many times, he has a hundred percent of the two pair combos. Of course he does. No, no, of course. But by calling, he can still, you know, by calling, he gets to be in position. He can have the best hand a lot. He does have the best hand, by the way. He can make a very strong hand with uh, a three. He makes a pretty strong hand with an ace. A deuce might be good. Although if a deuce is good, his ace is probably good too. Not always, but but often. Yeah. Um, meaning his ace high is good. I right. say when his ace is good. Um, there's just a lot of ways this can work. I mostly like a call here. But again, just like we're saying with Justin, he should probably raise this once in a while. I, I would prefer him to raise um, worse showdownable, like non-showdownable hands that's here. Ex that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, he's got to have some raises to balance when he has two pairs or a set of fours. Sure. Um, the ace highs, gut shots are probably things that are great to put in your calling range. Ace, yeah. two, and ace, three. You could raise the three, seven, and six, eight, because then you've still got the gut shot equity. And it's like you're not going to get there very often, but you don't have any showdown value either. Yeah. Those are probably better raises than ace, two, and ace, three. There may also be like, um, let's see, it's uh, three, no, it's not three, four. It's four, five, king, king, four, five. Yeah. So like you could have seven, eight, I guess is also a gutter, yeah. right? Um, eight, nine is eight, nine suited, which would have two back doors. You could do like things like that that are like really low equity hands, but um, but once in a while, you're going to turn really well. Eight, nine suited is getting ambitious. But I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, maybe even it's like the seven or seven, eight. Suited. I don't think you need that many to balance your, you your value because you don't have that much value. Yeah. Yeah. You're two pair. You have 27, two pair combos, and then you have another six sets of fours and fives basically. Yeah. So once like in a while, just, you get just a six, eight and seven, eight is 32 combos. Like yeah. you, you're already balanced. You're fine. Yeah, and you don't want to raise all... You're not going to raise all of either one of those, right. probably. But so, you're going to raise some of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fine. You're right. right. I don't think we need to put in the set, the 8-9 suits. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair you enough. You crazy person. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then sometimes we can raise seven, eight sometimes, depending on sort of like what we think Justin's uh, C-bet frequency is, we can raise seven, eight or not raise seven, eight, right? I, I mean, we're not going to fold seven, eight on the flop. Right? No, of course not. We're going to call or we're going to raise. And we can yeah. probably do a little bit of both. Maybe if, we ha- maybe if we're suited, we've got the backdoor flush draw, we raise that sometimes. And if we're not, we just call kind of a thing. Yeah. Anyway, Oscar agrees with us about the ace high showdown value, and he's right. He's ahead by a lot. Yeah, by a lot. seven high. He calls. Good. I'm cool with this hand so far. I like how you should. It. You should dial zero and call the operator on your phone and ask them to connect you to Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. By the way, I'm going to do that right now. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, that's how you access the internet. Hold on. Beep boop beep boop beep beep beep. That was me dialing zero. Okay, that is a complicated zero. I spelled it out. I guess the concept of zero is inherently complicated. It really is. Yeah, you know, if you we, think about it, can you actually conceive of nothingness, Jonathan? I don't think anybody can. The absence of things? Yeah. Are you crazy? That's not a thing. Anyway, <laughs> Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, where dreams take wing. And uh, <laughs> there are things. It does It does exist. Uh, you don't have to actually use the phone to get there. You can use just you know the internet browser. And that's one of the nice things about Nitrogen, is that you can sign up and all of the poker you play and all the sports you bet it's housed on your browser you don't have to download any software by the way use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for access to exclusive stuff yeah and you know um, there's a lot of really cool things about nitrogen which we haven't mentioned yet but i'm gonna mention i please i please you too too so i don't know <laughs> that sentence came out wrong oh wow that was just a weird sentence that happened. I don't know. I, I, I please I was, you do. <laughs> I, I please you do. I was hoping you to, to say that I, I want you to say the things. Okay. Well, I'm going to do yeah, that. Now. How about that? So Grant mentioned they have poker. Of course, they have sports betting. Of course, they have casino games. It's a Bitcoin only site, which is actually great because it means you get the money in super fast. You get the money out super fast. It doesn't have to mean that though, Jonathan. Nitrogen just makes sure that it means yeah. that. Nitrogen makes sure it means that. And that means when you want to withdraw your money, you get it out in 90 minutes, baby, which is like way past the industry standard of like three days, four days, something like that for all those other freaking sites. Some of them take even longer. Some of them never pay you out, by the way. Yeah, that's happened. Nitrogen is just like, bing, no problem. And it shows up in your wallet, which is super great. It is great. It's it's like the concept of nothingness, you know. It's like super great. Something that you can kind of try to to get your mind around yeah. for a while, but then you're just like, it's too much, man. I can't do it. Nitrogen, it's yeah. too much. It's like <laughs> zero. Um, <laughs> the only other thing to say is, of course, we have our monthly Poker Guys tournament. Which, if you do use that link in the description that Grant mentioned to sign up, you get access to, and that is where they guarantee a thousand buy-ins. By the way, it's super cheap. It's a tenth of a millibit, which these days is like. How much? How much is 40 that? Like cents. 40 freaking cents. Um, it's a thousand buy-ins. They guarantee we usually get like 80 people or so actually playing. So there's a massive amount of extra money in the prize pool every single time. Sometimes Grant and I play, although it's been a while now. Um, so you get to play with us a little bit, but it's better not to anyway, because we win the tournament when we play because we're so darn good uh, at poker, I mean. And just life. But we're not like morally good is what you're saying. No, no, no. Just good at life. Good also at a difficult concept. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of good and evil within the bounds of morality, yeah. of course. So all anyway, these things and more at Nitrogen Sports yeah. Poker Room. Nitrogen Sports Poker. Philosophy zero. Philosophy is abound. Yeah. Um, right. Fun fact. I think the, the concept, the mathematical concept of zero was uh, invented in India. Really? I, I think so, but I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> so it's not really a fact. Uh, fun fun that. thing that I think I learned someday fun. from an unknown source <laughs> at an unknown time. <laughs> fun possibility. Yeah. Is that fun? I'm not sure. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Okay. I mean, it had to be invented somewhere. Just Did it? 
it is nothingness after all. It's the concept of nothingness. It's not nothingness. But is a concept like gravity? Like gravity. But existed. the question is: Is a concept anything? <laughs> <laughs> Is anything anything, man? Oh God! Let's get back to all the right. Hand. We're getting back to the hand. The yes. pot. The pot is five thousand eight hundred dollars. It's not gotten crazy yet at all. No. We, we've got the no. gut shot. It's against, going to. It's going to. We've got the gut shot against the open ender. We've got Young with six seven on the four five king flop. We've got Oscar with ace deuce. Nobody's got any sort of backdoor flush draws. Turns the three of diamonds. It does bring a second diamond, but guess what else it brings? Oh God. It's the cooler card, baby. It, it's it a disaster for everybody. It's an Oscar disaster. Yeah. That's what they call it. When Oscar gets coolered. This is, this is exactly what happened. Phil Ivy against Tom Dwan. Yes. It same hands three on. I think it was a three. Yeah. It was ace deuce against seven, six. The three came and they got it all in on the turn. And uh, Phil Ivy was sad. He lost like 400 K on the hand or something. Yeah, it was yeah, a super high stakes. They just game. went crazy. And that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is pretty good for Justin. Yeah. Incredible spot. Now it's, this is when you're so glad you're deep when you make the nuts and the other guy makes, uh, I guess it's the third nuts. Really, right. right. But as Justin young, you're thinking this is an opportunity to maybe get a full double. Yes. It's possible. If, the, if Oscar has a real hand here. Yeah. You, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to get a full double. Like, right. If you knew that what Oscar had, you'd think you could get a full double, but yeah. otherwise you don't really think you just think like, I can, I hope I can get three streets of value. Right? All right. If I get lucky, I get raised. So when you are the incredibly fortunate, Justin young on this turn card, are you feeling like betting or checking? Oh, I'm betting baby. I got called. I'm betting. All right. Are we worried that Oscar has too many floats at all? Um, here's the thing. Our hand is so good. This is the absolute top of our distribution because it will be the top of anyone's it is, distribution. It is the nuts, yeah. Um, I can't worry about that. I got to bet so that way I can give myself a chance to win the maximum with this hand. And I that think, means... I think you're misleading the listener a little bit yeah, there. I don't, it's, it's not game theory optimal to always bet the nuts or the top of your distribution. That is true. You're right. Um, when we're this deep, it just seems like such a mistake to give up a potential street of betting. Like if Oscar's floating, okay, we're going to miss out on one small bet right now. Yeah. Right? If Oscar has something though, that's medium strength. When we check, he's going to check it back. That's not good. We want him to call, right? If Oscar has a five. Yeah. Yeah. Or a four. Yeah. Or by the way, a three, cause he had, you know, deuce three suited or three, six suited or whatever. Um, I don't want him to, I don't want to give him a chance to check it back. I want to inflate this pot. Right now, you're right. You can't do this every time with the nuts, but you should do this most of the time with the nuts, I think. All right. Well, how much do you want to bet? What's the pot size? 5,800. I think we should bet, you know, there's two diamonds on there. That's good. We can size it up a bit. I don't know, like 4,000. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, that seems reasonable. I, I just really want to hope Oscar has a king and like start polarizing. Yeah, like let's go. We uh, could bet even more. Yeah, that's if what we I was want. like. You could. I mean, it's probably not a good play, but I like want to bet nine thousand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we're gonna blow. Them, we're gonna sometimes blow them off the fours and the five. Yeah. Nine thousand. When we might get called twice, depending on how the board. It's gonna be out. tough to get called twice by I a know. four. But it is blind versus blind. Yeah, but, so the, he's but gonna be all a we did more was sticky. we raise bet bet bet. I mean. It's not great. We always have a four beat pretty much, right? Like, I mean, when we're when for value, but are, we can have bluffs that absolutely not too don't. many. There's not going to be too many quadruple barrels. Not too many. It's true. But as we, if we know anything about Oscar, we know he is sticky from that one other hand. Anyway. Yeah, but I don't even know if I qualify that as sticky. It's like so different than anything else. Well, I mean, he was bet he, on the turn in that other hand. He bet twenty two hundred and called like a, a raise of what, like twenty thousand yeah. or something. 
um, with ace queen high. Now he did have the queen of clubs and there were three clubs on the board. The board was also paired and he had set it up in such a way that he kind of wanted to do that. But my point is like a lot of players are going to fold there. Like, yeah, Oscar didn't. Now but, I, but, I agree I there's mean, more like, going on. I don't know. The players who do do the things that Oscar did before yeah. that, maybe none of them are folding. Okay. That's true. That's true. That particular line. Yeah. Maybe you really can't fold. But, um, Anyway, I would bet I'd want to bet reasonably big, but I want to keep all the stuff in there. Maybe we can size really big on the river. I, I agree. I kind of want to bet nine thousand too, so we can bet thirty five thousand on the river. It's not a terrible idea. It doesn't have to work very often for it to be worth it. Right. You know? We do have the nuts. Also, if if Oscar has a big hand somehow and decides to raise by when we bet nine thousand now, the raise is much bigger and it's really easy to get it in. Mm-hmm. Versus if we bet a normal amount now, it's still really hard to get it in. That's a reason to size up. This is something we consistently wrestle with as yeah. poker players, right? It's like, we don't actually know what the, the highest EV play is because our opponents are dynamic and reacting to sizing in new ways every time that a new data point enters. But at the same point, it's so hard to be sitting there in the spot where you're like, this is like, I've been in this session for eight hours. This is the first time I've had the nuts. Right. If I bet 9,000 he folds, I'm going to feel like a piece of total trash. When, like, I, could bet, when I could bet 4,000 and then maybe 10,000. Yeah and get called by a king, I bet 9,000, I might fold out some weak kings. Maybe not the, not the strong kings, but the weak kings. I'm going to fold out most of the other things, and I'm going to fold out the draws, and I don't want to fold out anything. Right, and so even, so if, both ways. even if the betting 9,000 and then 35,000 is like $1,500 more EV, it hurts yeah. so much more because that means that it, you don't get called so frequently compared to the, the other line. Yeah, you feel the pain just yeah. a little bit. And you know, let's say, he ha- let's say Oscar has... Um, a five. Let's say he has ace five. Okay. Um, and we bet 4,000. So he calls instead of 9,000 and then Oscar rivers an ace. Like now I guess a deuce is a straight here. Yeah. So maybe that's not the per, maybe ace five is the wrong a five. Maybe, yeah. He has like eight, five then and he rivers an eight and he sure. makes two pair. He's just going to feel obligated to call a big bet on the river, you know? Yeah. Like that's awesome. He might even decide to raise. He probably won't, but depending on how much we bet, but very unlikely he's going to raise if we triple barrel. But, um, but like there's opportunities there that I want to give him a chance. So I guess I just want to bet 4,000, but I hear what you're saying. And we're supposed to make the right play EV wise, not just what feels good in the moment wise. Right. That's what we're supposed to really tough to do, especially when you're like you get in your, when you're in the moment playing poker, it's hard to separate everything that you've ever done in poker and like be like, okay, remove all tournament thoughts from my head right now. This is mm-hmm. a cash game because you know there's so many moments when you're making minus chippy V decisions in tournaments that are actually correct. So you have to make sure you remove those from your head before you even consider making a decision. Yeah, there's a lot of complication here. As it stands, Justin Young would would do well to bet ten thousand. Oh my god, because Oscar has the third Just nuts. shove, bro. Just <laughs> Not, shove. He, You're getting called. He might get called. Yeah, I think he's getting called. Yeah. Anyway, Young goes the more traditional route, but thirty five hundred. Can't yeah. can't blame him for that. I think it's fine. But it's going to be an, a wonderful bonanza for him, right? Because Oscar's hand is super strong. All right. So should Oscar raise or should Oscar call? I like raising. I do too. An argument we've been making for years on this podcast and on our videos is that a straight is one of the best hands to raise Yeah, because you don't block any of the pair type hands that are really good that your opponent can have and you can't improve. Right. Yeah. Also, the board has gotten a little wet in a good way. Yeah. Actually, it turns out in a bad way for Oscar, but it's in a good way in terms of a second diamond comes. Now there's 
uh, three cards to a straight, so there's more open enders and things like that. Like Oscar can have a lot. Oscar could have floats that have turned into draws, right? You know, and Young, by the way, could have two diamonds in his hand and have this be a totally. perfect continue barrel card. Absolutely. So I like a raise a lot as Oscar. Um, we can get called by a lot of things. We can have just a draw ourselves a lot. I think if we had a draw, we would consider raising a lot of the time here. Like if we turned two diamonds, we're gonna yeah. raise some. We're gonna raise a fair amount of the time. So raising our straight, which is fairly well disguised, is pretty great. Yeah, I I think it's absolutely time to raise as Oscar. I think it probably is too. He does have the deuce of diamonds, so he can, you know, that's a cool cool card too. It's unrelated to anything because he blocks diamonds yeah. a little bit. So that way, if a diamond comes in, he could consider getting value anyway. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Sure. Anyway, Oscar does raise. Yeah. It makes it 12,100, which is pretty standard sizing. Over over 3,500. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like a pot size bet when all is said and done. Yeah. Um, And what do you want to do now if you're Justin Young feeling like tap dancing in your seat? Oh, God. We're so happy. By the way, in the middle of this conversation with Daniel Negreanu about how Daniel has to play the Colossus and he's just like trying to maintain. He's like, oh, yeah, Daniel, it sounds good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Okay. What do I do? Oh, shit. I have the Nazi erased. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no. The cl- that sucks. You got to play with all the idiots. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Justin Young talking as this is going yeah. on. It's pretty crazy. Uh, okay. So if I'm Justin in this spot, this feels like, oh, you just have to three bet here. I feel like I feel like this is a three bet almost always with this hand in this spot. Because all that's happened is you've shown aggression. Oscar decided to raise anyway, so he probably has something. He probably has something. We can three bet to an amount that keeps a lot of the draws alive if we want. You know, we don't have to blow the draws off off the hand because we want to keep the straight draws in, for example. Um, But we're out of position. So, like, it's such a disaster to call and then have Oscar have, like, I don't know, a pretty good hand is like, oh, you know, you know how often this happens in No Limit where someone raises the turn we see this all the time in poker time. I know these guys are not the poker type. No, this is, these are better players, but still someone raises the turn, gets called and they're like, Oh, well I can't bet for value on the river. Now that I got called. Yeah. You know, and I just wouldn't want to give any of that. Like we've uh, already, it's, it's Oscar. I know it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. You're right. Um, Oscar's polarized already to some degree here, right? He's going to have draws. He's going to have air a little bit. He's going to have strong hands. We can, we want to get more value to the strong hands right now. Cause maybe we can get all of it. We want to get, I think we should give ourselves a chance to get all of it. Yeah. And by re-raising, we have, if we re-raise now, we can shove the river. We can. I don't know if we're getting value from sets on the river if we shove and the sets don't improve. I don't know either, but I'd love to find out. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. If we re-raise now, we've already gotten that river value. Like, you know, we've already gotten, like Oscar just made sure, remember you're saying you wanted about 9,000 on, on yeah. the turn. Guess what? Oscar made it 12. So That's nice. It's great. And it's even better because now we can actually react to that rather than, you know, move on to the next street. The action isn't closed. Like, I want to make this like 30,000 so bad. I make it 30,000. Prey doesn't fold. By the way, 30,000 is enough that if Oscar has a, a huge combo draw, he might just be like, you know what? I'm all in. Like, he might. I mean, Young doesn't have that much 6 7 in his range. I mean, yeah. he's, got, he's got 16 combos, but yeah. he's got a lot of other stuff too. Right. He's definitely got other stuff. If Young had. Um, top set, do we think he would just call here? Like, you think he would be uncomfortable calling here is what I'm saying? I think he's only raising straights and better? Straights and better? I guess it's just straights. Yeah. All the straights? You think he's only raising straights? On on the ter- three betting straights? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do with top set. It's a weird spot when the obvious straight comes in. Probably because it's blind versus blind, you may have to just call. Yeah. Um, 
But then you probably have to call the river too most of the time unless a really bad card comes on. Like, you know, the six of diamonds shows up or something like that. You may have to fold. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a clear three bet though. This is such a good spot to try and maximize value even if we're going to lose some of the bad hands that maybe we're going to bluff the river. Like, I don't, I mean, I want the fit, like he's going to, if he's going to bluff 18,000 on the river and we miss out on that, but for the chance to get all the money in sometimes, I think we have to take it. Also, let's charge that draw because if he misses the draw, he may feel like he can't bluff it when we call this race. You know, he may give up. Let's charge the draw now. That's what I think. What do you think? Those are all reasonable. Um, I think the only reason to just call is if we see Oscar as a very bluffy person. Yeah. Who's going to have a ton of like, and we know that Oscar's got weird moves from the previous hand. And I assume he does other stuff like that. And Justin Young is apprised of that. And so it's possible that Oscar has a ton of like, I don't know, queen high hands that he's like in, in Oscar's mind, no matter what happens, he's calling the flop and raising the turn because that's, that's plus EV based on his experience or he thinks it is, you know, and if Oscar's that guy, then I like calling. That's fair. There is something to be said, and this is not going to come up very often, I will admit. But if Oscar's that guy, once in a while, three betting gets you all the money anyway. That's true. If you make it 30000 Oscar's like, you start with 100 right? I'm all in. Right. Once in a while. Now, rarely, I'll admit. That's not something you're going to count on. But you can... There's a little bit of that, too, where you're like, he's just drawing stone... Beyond stone dead, you know? Like, yep. he's got no pair, no draw, no nothing. It doesn't, you know, it's just, and it's just glorious. Mostly that's not going to happen if he's bluffing here. Mostly not. Mostly you're not going to get the Prahlad Friedman versus Vanessa Selbst right. extreme blow up. Mostly not. Yeah. But he's got weird moves. So I don't know. Maybe he's got weird moves here. It's, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's got queen seven and he's like, I blocked the nuts. Let's go. You know? Yeah. Maybe. Um, whatever it is. I, I just feel like there's just, I don't disagree with your point about him being, if he, if he's overly bluffy, I don't know that he is. He might be, um, but it just feels like this is the time to maximize our gains, especially because we're so deep. Yeah, I agree. But Justin decides just to call, so maybe he has some perception of Oscar being yeah. bluffy. Yeah, I mean, I guess he has to, right? Although if he thinks Oscar's strong, he's going to re-raise. So he's worried that Oscar isn't strong enough yeah. to withstand anything. But man, it's such a big I know. Miss. I know why he doesn't re-raise, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of it is because of what we're talking about with the set of Kings thing where it's like, well, with a set of Kings, I wouldn't really be re-raising here anyway, because like Oscar has six, seven in his range, very, very strongly in his range. So it doesn't make sense for me to raise very much as a range versus range play in general. And it could just be that. That's a a fair point. Um, Hard to argue that point. Even Uh, the other side of it, of course, is you're telling a bad story. Which yeah, isn't so bad. We like telling bad stories when we have it. Right. Know? But sometimes that works out in that like, oh, he just kind of has to have. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Of course. That's yeah. the other side of the bad story. Is right. You're not really telling a bad story. So the pot, the pot got bigger, though. It's 30K now heading to the river. You how, know, it's 5,800 heading in to the turn. So that is good. How deep? How much does Justin actually have back now? I guess he's got 85K. He's got 100K. He started oh, with he still one, has 100K. He started with 115. Oh, OK. So it's. So I guess the plan for Justin is to go for, assuming a brick, we're going to check raise all in a lot. Like if Oscar has 20K, check raise all in is pretty strong. I would, I guess all raises are strong. Might as well check raise all in. Like yeah. we're going to make it 60K, we might as well make it 100K and try and get it all. Oscar's probably not, it's probably not going to be that different for Oscar, right? Probably not. Anyway, just quickly, the Prolad Freeman Vanessa Selps thing, we never did a breakdown on. I mentioned it just mm. to make everybody on the same page here as oh, a yeah. hand from the big game. 
where Vanessa Selps for some reason decided to, I think it was six bet shove a hundred K in a 200, 400 game, or maybe it was more than a hundred K. Um, it was either a five or a six bet shove. Let's see. She raised Prahlad three bet. She f- four bet. He five. Yeah. Bet. She six bet shoved. Yeah. Jack eight. Jack seven. Jack seven. Jack seven. It was, it was like for $135,000. Pre-flop for, I guess she, maybe she thought she had a read, but she was wrong because Prahlad had aces and he got to win all the money. I think they ran it three times and yeah. won all of them too. And she turned to Antonio and said, why do I do this? And he said, with a nice smile on his face, I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So we've got Oscar in disaster mode here, having raised the turn with a straight on the King four, five, three board Oscar with ace deuce. Unfortunately for him, his opponent, Justin Young has six, seven for the nuts. Let me ask you a quick question before we get to the river. Yeah. Let's play out. Let's do a little thought experiment. Okay. We haven't done that in a while. Justin does re-raise to 30,000. Yeah. Your Oscar with ace deuce. Now, we just said Justin probably isn't raising anything worse than a straight. Yeah. In our minds. I think it's a call, call. You just can't fold, right? Right. You just have... Because he can have combo draws, maybe. You have to go call, and you can't fold the river. You can't fold the river unless the river is bad. Obviously, there's some bad rivers, right? Right, right. Um, Okay. That seems very reasonable to me. You just call and like, sometimes he, sometimes he has me, I got to pay him off. Sometimes maybe he's overvaluing something. Sometimes maybe he's, I don't think there's any value in four betting ace deuce on the turn there. Oh no, I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't thinking about four betting. I was wondering about folding. If you think like he's never re-raising a set of Kings. Oh, right. But he's going to have to re-raise some things besides the nuts. If he's also re-raising the nuts, of course he does. So either he's only raising bluffs or he's raising the nuts and some bluffs. Right. So So we have to call with. Yeah. Yeah. This is too good to fold. Right. I agree. Anyway, so the river is kind of bad for both players. It pairs the board. It's the four of hearts. Yes. Both players could have a full house here. Absolutely. In fact, who's more likely to have a full house? I think Justin, because he has kings full. He's and got, they both have yeah. all of the two pair combos. Also, Justin, it feels like doesn't have as many straights because he didn't re-raise yeah. on the turn. He doesn't. You would, you would eliminate, not completely, but eliminate a lot of the 7-6, right? Because you feel like he's going to re-raise the nuts sometimes. If he's re-raising anything, the nuts should be part of that, uh, at least some of the time. So that makes it feel like, yeah, he's got more sets and two pair hands and things like that, which could have boated up. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's not a diamond. That's good. No. So anyway, neither, neither players loves this card, but still, they're but very still they strong. both feel pretty good it's about blind it. blind versus blind. I right. Mean, come on. So the board now reads king, four, five, three, four yeah. with two diamonds. Uh, Young decides to check the river. Hey, is the four a diamond? The four that the original four that's on the board? It is. It is. Okay. Because yeah. that's if that feels important. Okay. Young decides to check. Yeah. What do you think about that? Playing in flow, just letting Oscar bluff more if Oscar's bluffing. I think we have to check. I think if we bet, if Oscar was bluffing, like you're saying, if he had a big draw of any kind, all the floats, all that stuff, he's never, I mean, he's just going to throw his hand away, right? He's not going to blow us off the hand. He's just going to give up. Yeah. And, uh, I don't understand the, I don't know. It seems hard to give it. turns out we could get great value by betting, but we just can't know that. Right. I think, I think some of his made hands now are beating us. Some of his bluffs, we've got to give a chance to bluff. And there's a few, there's some hands in there that we're still ahead of that might even decide to bet. Actually, it turns out Oscar's got a really good hand that we can get value from by checking anyway. Yeah. So it, it should be fine. Um, a lot of the time, sometimes Oscar's got like Kings up like King five or something like that. Yeah. And he's just, we're just not gonna be able to get value no matter what we do. That's Probably true. if we bet, we could get value, but yeah. maybe he's even gonna decide to bet sometimes to try and get value from a King, but probably not probably just going to check he might bet he might bet yeah all right so young checks yeah and uh 
you know, this has been a kind of interesting hand so far, even though I didn't think it would be up until now. Yeah. But now is when the real stuff happens. This is it. So we were watching this video and we were getting kind of annoyed yes. because Oscar is just tanking and tanking and shuffling his chips. And we're like, oh, does Oscar just do this every time? Is he like, just like, like, obviously, like he's just thinking about how much to bet. But then it's been like two minutes. The guy checked to you. How long is this going to really take? I, I, I started saying, is he just going to bet $100,000 and win the hand? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. He's going to, but he's not really turning his hand to a bluff. Why did so why Sam did Falk suggest this hand? Yeah. What's going on here? Is this just a cooler and Sam Falk did a bad job? No. The answer is Oscar fucking checks. Yes. Oscar checks back. Oscar checks it back. What? Okay. How? Let's talk about it. I don't want to. It sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> How did he do that? It's this is what this fault. is what I'm talking about when we're talking at the beginning of the podcast about this hand and the previous hand. Like, is this guy just the new best in the world? What's happening? How did he check back a straight? It's not like a four straight. Okay. So here's what Oscar is thinking. Let's play it out. He's thinking when Justin calls, the hands that are in Justin's ranges are. Straights, yeah. Sometimes some straights, some straights. Although you expect to get re-raised by a lot of those straights, yeah. But sometimes there's some straights. Sets and two pair, yeah. Uh, draws, big draws. He's gonna have kings too, and kings. Okay, Oscar's probably thinking if I bet Justin's gonna fold the draws. Yes, he's probably gonna fold the king sometimes. Is he gonna fold the king sometimes? I That's don't the know. Question. That's gotta be what Oscar's thinking about, right? Is he gonna call with his heroes that he even sort of hero the turn with I that don't, he feels obligated to call with? I don't expect Justin to fold. No, I don't know if Oscar's aware of Justin's thought process here. But based on Justin just calling the turn, which made us conclude that Justin thinks Oscar is bluffy. Yeah. That makes me think Justin's probably not gonna fold the kings and maybe not even gonna fold hands like pocket tens. Right. And when we say kings, we mean like king, queen, of course. Yeah, king, queen, like yeah. any king, king, deuce, right. whatever. Because pocket tens and, and king, queen really play the same against um, what Oscar has. You just don't block like king five right. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, they're pretty similar. I mean, it'd be pretty sick if Oscar went for value with just top pair, but you can't really expect, you don't even expect him to raise the turn with that. So. No. Okay, I agree. I think Justin is going to at least consider calling with just top pair here. Yeah. I don't know if he's really going to call with two tens, but top pair... It seems like he just has to consider calling when the when everything misses. And the, the problem with checking back is top pair from a more simplistic traditional perspective is the hand that makes by far the most sense for Justin to have as played. Absolutely. Like throughout the hand, never to not re-raise the turn. That would never happen with top pair. To bet the flop and the turn and raise pre-flop, very likely to happen. Yeah. Right? Any two pair of set hand, you can make an argument for re-raising the turn even, although most of those hands would be bad plays to do that with. But a lot of players are going to do it anyway. So you can also size in a way to try and get called by top pair a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you can't be transparent. Justin's really good, but you don't have. But you don't have to like blow him out of the freaking water either. You know, you can bet like you don't have to bet twenty eight thousand with your straight. You could bet you know seventeen thousand with your straight. You know, you could do something like that. And he's not going to know what to do with the king. He's not going to like it. It's going to be tough, right? Like yeah. He's probably going to call, but maybe he's going to fold. I don't know. And that's good. It's not easy. Yeah. I, but okay. So Oscar checks instead. Yeah. Instead he checks because, because, because Justin hasn't beat, I guess. Cause he knows, he, he knows Justin has <laughs> too many full houses and straights, I guess. Okay. Oscar's the worst straight, but we shouldn't be too afraid of other straights. I just would expect Justin's going to re-raise this, right? I would have re-raised seven, six for sure. Yeah, I would have. Cons- I guess I wouldn't have re-raised the other two straights because Oscar can have me beat. Right. Okay. The only other straight we're afraid of, though, 
is uh, six three, right? No, seven six, three. Seven three. Excuse me. That's the only other one. No, it's not. It's do six, right? Because it's three four five. Yeah, you're right. Do six. Do six. I don't think we should be too afraid of do six. I'm not sure Justin's even playing do six very often. Right. He might just be throwing that away. Um, Ace deuce is a chop anyway. Who cares? Um, like it's fine to bet it. Maybe he'll fold. He probably won't. It's fine. Like, but we're not afraid of him calling with ace. So seven, six and full houses are the only problems. I think we can eliminate a lot of the seven, sixes. So now it's just full houses that are a problem. There are a decent amount of full houses. There's, there's king's, there's king's full. There's king's full. There's yeah. fives full. There's quad fours. Quad fours. I wonder if there's threes full. I think there is. Yeah. There's probably threes full. There's four, five. There's four, five. There's three, four. And there's king four. Yep, those are all reasonable. Those could all be there. There's, that's a decent amount of combos. That is a decent amount of combos. Now, is that enough to make it so we can't bet is my question. No, not from a game theory perspective, I don't think. But I think Oscar has some sort of insight into Justin or something. He's he's I thinking mean, he maybe he's aware that Justin is just calling his entire range on the turn. And maybe he's aware that Justin is not betting a king on the turn because he, J- Justin would be like a check caller with a king on the turn. That's, that's Justin's plan on because the turn. Because seven, six comes in. Yeah. I mean, that's really monsters under the bed, isn't it? Like it, blind it, versus blind. You yeah. Bet, but only, the thing know. is Oscar checks. So maybe he really thinks that. Yeah, that's true. Um, here's another possibility. Oscar doesn't really know what he's doing here and just gets lucky and checks. That's possible. Seems really unlikely. It's possible. And I want to be open to it. I'm open to it. I'm going to need more data, obviously, either way. So far, the two data points we have show Oscar doing incredible things. Yes. That Oscar being right. We're correct. Yes. Um, this, this check is beyond me. Like it would never occur to me to check here. Yeah. I would be like, oh, it's not great. The board paired. I really hope it doesn't check raise because I'm going to have to freaking fold. Yeah. Obviously, I go for value here. I got to get called by all the things I can get called by, i.e., King five, pocket aces, ace, king, king, queen, king, jack, king, ten, maybe jacks, maybe queens, maybe tens, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So I online against somebody you've never played against before. This is absolutely a losing play to check back by us. Of course. It has to be. Of course it is. So I think this must be a player dependent thing once again, like it was in the previous hand that we did on Oscar, where he's like aware that he's going to get the click war response from the guy, um, as you put it in that podcast so eloquently. Uh, so maybe he's aware that Justin really isn't betting Kings on the turn, at least not very often because the most obvious straight comes in. Yeah, maybe. And if, if you take away the Kings, then I don't know if there is a ton of value in betting. Well, here's one thing you can eliminate, which sort of sucks as Oscar and makes you makes me want to check a little bit at least is Justin can't have trip fours and a flush draw. No, nope, he sort cannot. Of sucks. He cannot like if he could have, like trips and the diamond because the four cause the four diamonds isn't on the board. Now we're talking again, right? Now that makes more sense. Where he could have a flush draw and a pair on the turn. He absolutely has to call the raise, and now he's got trip force, but he can't have that. That's like a key hand that can absolutely call a big bet on the river. Yeah, and it's just out. And he might even be worried that we have that. No, we can't have that either. No one can have it. No, it's not a possible <laughs> hand. I mean, you can worry about it, but we definitely can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't make any sense. But yeah, but so maybe that's part of it too is like, uh, like some of the things I really want him to have here, it's hard for him to have, you know, like, like, does he just have a naked four? Maybe sometimes, but not very often. Right? Four, four, seven or four, six. Yeah. Okay. Um, ace four. Yeah. Like fours with gut shots. Yeah. That's about it. It's not great. There aren't very many fours he can have that we want him to have. Right. So um, if, okay, if we can 
eliminate the kings from Justin's range for the most part because of the turn play. Yeah, and now we can eliminate trip fours, uh, not entirely, but mostly but, but as well. We just have we just have the fours with gut shots. Yeah, then it is probably plus EV to check because now we're just now we got to get value from two pair and the only two pairs. We're, and we're not saying like King Jack is a no two like pair, King, but King five. five King five is the only two pair. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Actually, that that's if the three paired, then we can get value from king four and king and king five. Although the king five may not have bet the turn for the same reasons that any king may not have bet the turn. If if the king reason five though is getting can get value from so many more hands at least. That's true. Um, like two pair of hands are made and things like yeah. that. You get, like you probably feel like you have to bet with king five and you can't bet with and maybe I'm just making this up. Yeah, I'm but, but I feel like king five is a little too good to just check most of the time. That may be so. Yeah. Like, we can't be so afraid of, of the straight coming just because of one card. Like, there's so many other hands this guy has. He can have a king. Let's get value from a king. You know, he can have one pair. Let's get value from one pair. He can have a draw. Let's not give him a free card. You know, all those things. Well, Oscar was right. Oscar was right again. So, I, I mean, want to see. I need to see, like, two more instances of this kind yeah. of play for me to start to think, like, this is real. Yeah. And maybe we just have to watch those, you know, like the Poker Go stuff and see what else does he do. Is like... Like this, how did he end up? Does he just crush everyone or did actually he get completely owned by the table? And this happened to be one time where he got lucky and was right. It feels kind of like Pat Mahomes at the beginning of last year. <laughs> You're just like, That's is right. this kid really this good? And you were saying right away he is. And I was like, I'm not convinced. Yeah. And then like week five, I finally came around. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It was, it's, it sort of is like that. Uh, two hands, man. That's just not enough to really it's not enough yet to put it anywhere except Huh. How shitty does Justin feel when he sees this, by the way? Just like, wow, he had that hand. It is the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. Um, because like Justin, if Justin just re-raises the turn, he gets another, you know, yeah. 18,000 at least. Right. Maybe, maybe more. Maybe they get it in right there even. Probably not, but maybe like we were talking about Phil Ivey and Tom Dwan. Now this is an older hand, but it's like 20, what, 11 or something like that when they yeah. played that. Like they got it all in on the turn. They got a lot more money in on the turn. You know, it's because Tom Dwan's reputation is crazy. Right. But still, like Phil Ivey just kept raising. He's like, well, I'm just raising, raising, raising. I just want to get it in against this kid. This kid, this kid's going to call me with a lot of things that aren't a straight here. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you can do that with these guys. I don't know if that's possible or not, but who cares if Justin takes the lead on the turn and re-raises, I don't know if he's going to bet the river or not when the board pairs. He might check. Actually, he's probably going to check. Diamond's missing the board pair. He probably checks, right? Yeah. Once he gets called. And he's going to call probably on the river, even though the board paired. I think he's going to call. And uh, that'll be that. And, but the, and Oscar will probably check it back then. He's going to be more apt to check it back when the board pairs, right? Well, I'm excited to see some more Oscar hands. Me too. I'm sure we will. I hope so. All right. We're done. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it